Warning. This podcast may contain adult themes and inappropriate language not suitable for the kids. You've been warned. Did you know that a dentist invented the electric chair? This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long, Chris Bowen and John Abood. EFTM. Makes sense to me. It is such a painful experience and annoying experience to go to the uh, dentist. I think the dentist in general uh, depressed people who didn't quite make being a doctor. So some bloke... Way back in history, has invented the electric chair. But are we talking about instead. the electric chair that they that you sit on at the dentist surgery that goes up and down and yeah. it moves you in, or not the one that buzzes you to death? Yeah, no, no, the one that buzzes you to death. Are you sure? Yep, capital punishment they call it. Trev still in force in the US and other places across the world. I think wow. mainly uh, lethal injection is the preferred method these days. I think the electric chair's probably gone by the wayside. Seems a bit. Jurassic, really, isn't it? It's an awful way to go. It is. Look at the sponge. Oh, I don't think they do that, do they? They yeah. still use the sponge. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to make sure it conducts. Yeah, well, I suppose. <laughs> it's a pretty morbid. I, I, I just think that that fact is uh, a case of um, hearsay. I, I just, think what's happened here is yeah. a bloke's gone, mate, you know, like he's, he's at the dentist, he's, you know, they bring you up a bit. He's yeah, like, yeah. He's going, you know, a dentist invented, invented this electric chair? Yeah, right. And the bloke's going, oh, really? Yeah. And he's left yeah. having his molars done and stuff. Right. Gone to his mate and go, did you know a dentist invent, invented the electric chair? Yeah. And what he meant, the dentist meant, was the chair you were sitting on. Right. Not the capital punishment one. Oh, okay. And so it's hearsay and rumours and it's become... I just don't believe it's a fact. I'm afraid if you go to the interwebs and go to phonology.com, everything, Phonology. <laughs> everything there is a fact. The tallest man in the world was Robert Wadlow, who was 8 foot 11, and he fell over and died because he was so tall. <laughs> I've got lots of them. Thomas Edison, the inventor of the light bulb, was actually afraid of the dark, which makes sense, it makes doesn't sense it? That he invented, he invented the, the light bulb. Who invented electricity? Abraham Lincoln once invented a device for lifting riverboats over shallow water. Well, that's a good one. Actually, I can't use all these. Oh, my God. It's on Wikipedia. A dentist named Alfred P. Southwick. Yep. Southwick, one of the greats. Wow. That's that's the man. Southwick. Can I just do what? Southwick. What about this? For Talk about missed opportunities. Away. Vincent van Gogh. Gogh. Only sold one painting in his whole life, and that was to his brother. Well, didn't he fuck up? <laughs> Talk about making money after you die like Elvis. That's probably where, um, maybe I'm again, I'm just jumping to yeah. conclusions here. Maybe that's where the whole concept of artwork becoming so much more valuable after yeah, yeah, you die yeah. comes from. Because True. poor old Vince, isn't he the one that chopped his ears off? Yeah, I think he did, like Chopper. Yeah. Have you seen the Mona Lisa? I think Da Vinci yeah. did that. Yeah. Have you seen it in yeah. person? At the Louvre. Isn't it just... It's, it's a boring it's painting. It's a real letdown. It's a, bo- it's a letdown, A, because there's a huge like a thick rope around it. You can't get really close to it. It's a couple, yeah. couple of metres. And it's just too many people in the room. Too many, too many people. Just and get out, folks. And it's really small. And, and like it's behind bulletproof glass. And you know they've put silica in it. Like, you know those little beads? Mm. Just to maintain the humidity levels. And right. it's climate controlled in there. I was reading a bit about it the other day because I like Wikipedia Why? stuff because it's warped and so stuff. So you realise you read the whole internet? You're going to read the whole Wikipedia now? That's right. 
Well, yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to donate to Wikipedia. You know how that message comes up every now and then? I did that once. Did you? How much? I don't know. 50 bucks? Oh, 50 bucks. Jesus. You are generous. That was a, was a few years ago, but I've since then gone, you know what, Jimmy? Yeah. Just put some ads on, mate. Just get some ads on there. Just put some ads on. Embed ads. I don't think anyone's going to think yeah. that because there's a Google ad for a you know red balloon or whatever, yeah, yeah. that they're going to think that editorially Wikipedia's yeah. been, uh, you know, influenced. Oh, shit, but then I'd have to pay for Wiki Premium. What? Because like Wikipedia, everything when we go overseas, so, so we know where we are and where we're going. So you think they should have a like Wiki a premium, premium paid that doesn't service. have ads? No, no ads, like YouTube, a paywall, a paywall. Well, see, Jimmy, that's, that's duh, a smarter idea. Duh. How's he making money anyway? He doesn't. Well, why is he doing it? Exactly. And where does he get all the info? It's people. Oh, you know, you can create just you can just update stuff. Oh, I've done that actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I might change someone else's page at the moment. Good start! I don't have a page to change, mate. What are you talking about? You're pretty high profile. I'm surprised you don't. I'm fil- We've talked about this. I'm filthy about it. Okay. Someone out there, get on the Wikipedia and create one for Trevor Long. I created... I think we've, we've definitely talked about this, but I helped create one for Joe Hildebrand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we had this big fun thing on Twitter where we're like, mm. you know, why doesn't he have one? So we created one. Yeah. Like the Wikipedia editors, because it's, you know, a community of hundreds of editors, yeah. tried to take it down, mm. but we just, mm. you know, added more info, added more references so and things like legit. that. And yeah. it became legit. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Um, I'm, I'm prepared to offer EFTM merchandise to people who make that happen. How old are you now? 42. Yeah, you should, ha- you should have had one by now. No, I think I'm only just hitting my straps. You reckon? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Do you think I've peaked? I think you've peaked. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a slippery slide into oblivion from now. The way you eat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you should go for a full health check, actually, because <laughs> I don't want to be left alone with all this shit that goes on in this office. Because I don't think I'd be able to handle it, Trev. Oh, actually, in the middle of last night, yeah. I woke up with a headache. Oh. And I'm telling you... It was bad. Stroke. Like I went to, <laughs> I went to bed with a with a slight headache, but that's normally a good way to get rid of it to sleep it off. You'd think so. So I woke up with a headache. I went yeah. downstairs, got some Panadol, had it, came back to bed, and I'm telling you, mate, it was like a piercing headache. Right. right. Like one of the worst I've ever had. Yeah, like, yeah. I actually like, I put my head on the pillow and went, "It's all over." It's a dormant like, and this is it. Dormant aneurysm. This is it. It's yep. happening. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm out. This is what happened. I'm going. Jeez. When I wake up in the morning, I'm woo! <laughs> You're at that point. You have reached the pinnacle. Jeez. Okay. Anyway, speaking of the pinnacle, let's get health insurance, Trev. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the pinnacle, uh, the Huawei P30 Pro. Ah, yes. Now I have mentioned the camera on this phone before. I'm mm. pretty sure here on the podcast that I've lost track of mainly what we have done. Mm. But I, I've taken, I've had this phone for six weeks. You have. Uh, it was launched uh, in Paris on. A date I can't remember, but it was six weeks ago. Yeah, we that. Uh, I was in uh, San Francisco, and I had the phone, and mm. I started using it from that day. Mm. Uh, and I was impressed from the first go, right? Now, the thing about phones is they're much a muchness. Mm. Um, there is no real great, amazing thing that one phone can do that another can't mm. when you put them... When you're just doing general wikipedia and stuff like that. Mm. But it's when you start to go, okay, for me, there's three... Four, let's call it four pillars to the decision-making or the, the standout difference between any one phone and another. First one is price, obviously. Um, second one is design. Third is the camera. And the fourth is battery life. Sure. I, I think if if we only looked at phones on those four criteria, people could make up their mind. Mm. I, I don't think most other things matter about a phone. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> There's plenty of people that will do benchmark testing and tell you how the processor on this does this thing and that does better than that one or whatever. But I'm, I'm just looking at those four things. So... 
It's fifteen hundred ninety nine dollars. Right. That is that is actually more expensive than any of the Samsung Samsung's latest phones. Mm. Um, they are offering like a two hundred dollar cash back or two hundred dollar gift voucher now for Mother's Day. Sure. They were offering a Sonos speaker, so there's an incentive yeah. regardless. Um, so it's cheaper than an iPhone. 10S this is max, the uh, XS that max. starts at seventeen hundred and goes up to about twenty four hundred. Yeah, um, but how big is it? Is it about oh, no, the same it's, size? It's, it's it? a similar size screen. Yeah, it is too. Yeah. yeah. So I, that was to be honest, one of my negatives. I don't like the size of it. I'd prefer a smaller phone. Okay, fair enough. But so price wise, actually, very good price for a flagship phone, mm. uh, but not best on on ground in terms of value dollar wise. Uh, design wise, I absolutely love it. And you know why, Bowen? Because it's not boring. Like. They've, there's, only, there's, only, there's only two, two variants available in Australia. They're both this kind of two-tone. So this one's yeah. like a per, bluey pearl mm-hmm. that goes into a darker purple. It's just, you know, it's a it's nice beautiful. shade. It's beautiful. It really is beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. The, uh, the other one is, is a much deeper set of blues and purples. Right. So it just stands out. When you're holding this phone, it just looks completely different to yeah, any right. other phone that's out there, right? Yeah, and it feel. I mean, the quality is inherent. You can feel that. I mean, I'm not sure what the material is. Glass back, I assume. Yeah, glass back. Yeah. No, so it's, it's got wireless charging. It's got wireless reverse nice charging. Nice soft edges. I don't even mention half the things it has in, in my review. It's quite heavy. It is a heavy phone, yeah. no, no doubt, but they all are these yeah. days, frankly. Um, but so design-wise, it's mm. it's exceptional. Camera-wise, I've talked about it. It's just out of this world. Mm. The fact that you can take a photo of the moon mm. with a smartphone held in your hand mm. is ridiculous yep. and beyond parallel. Like and there's it's just 20 times? 50 it, times. 50 times, yep. yeah. So out of the box, and this is there's, so there's three lenses on here. There's actually yeah. a fourth one, which is called a time of flight, right? which is about kind of sends out, it's like a radar, sends out information so that it can work out the depth in a photo. But this huge square camera here is this five times optical Mm. zoom, like a periscope. So Mm. when you choose a five times zoom on this this camera, Mm. you're actually getting... <coughs> Excuse me, I should just learn to use microphones and stuff. You're actually getting a, a an absolute zoom. You're not getting mm. some digital zoom. Yep. So if you take your phone, yep. Bowen, and do a... Uh, a zoom at the same level as me sitting here. I know this doesn't work on a podcast, but bring mm. your phone over over here. Mm. And if you now, if we now zoom in on yep. that same area of the board, yep, um, and and look at it. So you're getting what you're doing is you're actually just zooming in on the existing photo. So you're ta- you're zooming in on a, a photo. You could yeah. you could have taken a one time zoom photo and just cropped it to that. Of course, yeah. Whereas yeah. this is taking an actual photo at five times zoom. Yeah, ten times zoom is exceptional. Fifty times zoom is good. Yeah. Not amazing, but it's just it's amazing that it can do it. Yeah. So camera out of this world. Yeah. Battery life, this is where Huawei have just been ridiculous for the last 18 months. This is an all-day phone. All day. Now, they say it's a two-day phone, and yeah. I'm sure it is, but yeah. who the hell's not charging their phone every night? Of course, every night, every night yeah. yeah. It's a is ritual. that where you charge It's just phone? a ritual. Just who does the bed or yeah, where do exactly. you Exactly. Yeah? Beside the bed, I've got a wireless charger that also does the... Um, you drop it down. My, ...my watch. So I've never had to... I don't have a charging cable at my desk here. Yeah. Um, I am often plugged into the car, but I don't mm. drive a lot, so no. it's not really adding that much to the day. Mm. Bottom line, this is an absolute all-day phone. I've never had any battery anxiety at all. And so mm. I'm halfway through the day, I'm only 88%. Yeah, that's uh, great. Battery. Jeez, right? So what am I at here? I mean, uh, you can't tell. 92. I, I have had it plugged in, though. Um, you also got to work late. Yeah. Oh, please, I got here at 10 past 9. Quarter past 9. Uh, early or late? Yeah. I was stuck behind an L player through the Golston Gorge. It was very frustrating. I've got an MX5 this week. Just imagine how frustrating we'll that was. We'll talk about that ridiculousness soon. Hey, um, is this the one that takes great photos in low light? Or what? Yes. I don't understand that concept. Like, you are taking pictures in pitch black conditions, basically, mm. where yeah. there's no other light source. And so it looks like it's almost daylight. This, and this how is does the thing. that work? So, uh, the sensor behind the lenses, yeah. the thing that actually kind of creates the photo... Yeah. 
is so big yeah. that it's able to see more. Yeah. And like on a on a high end camera, there's a thing called ISO. You can adjust yeah, yeah. the higher you put the ISO, the more light it lets into the photo. This thing could do a four hundred thousand ISO photo, which is ridiculous. 000. The photo I took of Harry sleeping next to me at my mum's pub yeah. uh, the other weekend, it was a hundred thousand ISO. Wow! So all it took was it. So we we're in a small one bedroom cabin, mm. uh, ensuite in the cabin, and I had the sliding door open two centimeters yeah. with a light on, so yeah. that Harry didn't freak out about yeah, the dark. Yeah. So. There was light in There's the room. There's a little bit of light there. But somewhere. to my naked eye, yeah. I could see him. Yeah. But the, the photo on the Huawei yeah. showed more and, and lit more yeah. than I could see. And a photo on an iPhone was just black. It's just extraordinary, isn't it? Pitch black. Yeah. And, and so that's the problem for me is I don't think, and I've said this before, I don't think another camera manufacturer, smartphone mm. manufacturer can beat this this year. I think only Huawei can beat themselves. Mm. Um I don't think Apple need to worry because I don't think there's people in droves going out and switching from Apple to, to, to Android. Mm. Um, so I don't think Apple's the loser here. I think Samsung need to be worried because this phone's beautiful. But why? It's getting rave reviews. Yeah. It's, it's well-priced if you wanted to compare. Uh, and they're spending bucket loads on marketing. Have you seen the ads? I mean, they're everywhere. Oh, they're incredible. Why is it, though, that Apple, who, I mean, I regard as making the best phones... Mm haven't come up with this sort of technology. I'm sure they've got the potential but see, for Apple it. aren't always the leader, right? Mm. The iPod was not the first yeah. MP3 player. Yeah, true. Um, the Apple Watch was before. not the first smartwatch. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, it's not it's not like they're saying, well, we need a triple lens camera. Yeah, right. And the, the word on the street is they're going to have a triple lens camera mm. this year. But is it okay in 2019 for Apple to release a product with 12-month-old 12, 12 technology? Yeah. Now, in Apple's mind, Apple would never admit that. They would always stand on stage and say, mm. we have this amazing thing, and they basically ignore the fact that it exists mm. out in the in the wide world. Yeah. They literally, it's like wireless charging. We've got wireless charging. It's like, yeah. Jesus Christ, we've had that for years. <laughs> it's been what are you years, about? yeah. So they do yeah. have this thing where they, they talk specifically to their audience about their products yeah. and just bringing them on a new journey towards new, more products. Yeah. But I, I worry for Apple that mm. they're going to get caught out in the next two to three years mm. By just so much advancement in other phones, mm. basic technology, battery yeah. life being one of them, yeah. and camera being the other, mm. uh, you know, that, that they actually are at risk of losing customers at some point. Yeah, but see, you've got people like me, and I'll fairly admit, I mean, I'm pig-headed when it comes to this sort of thing. Like, just I wrong, just mate. will not swap to a... Like, you know, you've given me the opportunity to review those sorts of phones, and I just can't do it. I can't leave the Apple ecosystem, but... Really? Why not? I mean, it's like, you know, people who won't switch mortgages and get a, a better interest rate. The, like, this is my point to you, right? You really need to change your mindset about things if, if you want the best. I Here's what I... Yeah. We'll make the call out to the listener, right? Mm. <clears throat> I've said to Bowen, his next challenge is to go to Android. He said to me, over my dead body. Yes. Or words to that effect. Yeah. Um, my my question to the, to the dear listener is... Tell us why Bowen should try. Mm. I'm not saying switch. I'm mm. just saying why should Bowen try mm. Android. Now, we're lucky. Mm. I can supply you with the best Android yeah, phone yeah, on the market, no, right? Yeah, just yeah. like you've currently mm. got the best iPhone, yes. right? <clears throat> so you don't have to compromise mm. in, in what you're getting. Mm. But you would, you, would, you would only do it under conditions that I would dictate, which are you can't be judging it in the mm. first two to three weeks. Of it course, is a, you need to live with it. It is a six-week... So I've had yeah. this for six weeks, and I'm confident that I know this phone back to front, and I'm I'm not not talking out my ass yeah. when I say it's an exceptional yeah, phone. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's just me looking at a phone that I've used, you know, the style yeah. of phone I've used before. For you, though, going to Android, your mm. biggest concerns are, you know, Siri. Mm. <clears throat> you use Siri a lot, or HomeKit. HomeKit, yeah. 
So how many devices in your home are mm. not compatible with the Google ecosystem? That's what we need to find out. Yeah. You know, Philips Hue, you've got a lot of those. That's mm. all going to work. Yeah, exactly. You know? I, mean, I was actually thinking about this just last night. There's very few products that would not work outside of Apple, apart from the Eve products, because which are locked kit, into HomeKit. Yep. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, Plus, I mean, we know, you, remember, you had the Galaxy Watch from Samsung before. That's right. Yeah, you, you liked that. I there, love there's that. There's a Huawei yeah. watch downstairs. I think it's better can... looking than the Apple Watch. Yeah, um, yeah look, I, I'm just being pig-headed, to be honest. <coughs> and when I walk around the house and operate these things, I, I am barking at Google. I'm not using Siri, because Google is more present. It's a speaker in each room. Yeah. I mean, it's even in the Nest camera, which is in the laundry. So it's everywhere. I don't carry the phone everywhere. So in a way, you're right, I could easily just... Drop the iPhone. So I want, I want but people's it, <clears throat> top two and three reasons yeah. why Bowen should try Android. Mm. So not not just not just why you love it, but mm. why should he try it? What's different? Because yeah. do you know what? If there's no compelling reason to, yeah. then why bother? It's the interface that worries me the most. Like where things are, where buttons are, where functions are, where to swipe and how to swipe. Yeah, like just is, the other day, like I try to answer a phone call for you on your behalf, <laughs> and I'm going, "Oh fuck, you, have to, you need to swipe right." Like you know, little things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is why the ergonomics of be, it all. Yeah. It has to be that period of two two weeks yeah, or so exactly. where you go. You know, okay, mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna write a list of all the questions that Trevor needs to answer yep. for me. Yeah, and we'll answer them. All right. Well, I think you're open to it. I think you're now open I, to I it. am open. Now I've seen that. Oh, that's pretty spectacular from Huawei. Um, all right, well, well people. Send, send us your tweets uh, at EFTM or jump on the Facebook page. We might put a post up uh, on the weekend or something uh, asking that very question from people to yep. see uh, what they think, and we'll see what, what feedback we get. And we move on to cars, and I'll tell you what, we've got a few of them at the moment in the EFTM garage. We've still got the Hyundai Ionic, which is doing well. We've I jumped also... back in that last night and loved it again. You love it, and you're yep. actually thinking about buying one, which uh, I can understand. I still think you need to knock about 10 grand off of it. Yeah, 100%. If that... it was 40, I'd, I'd literally be talking to Amanda today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a great car. But let's focus on the two SUVs which we've got um, yep. and, and have been reviewing. We've got a Kia Sorento in the garage for three months. Yep. And just the last couple of weeks, I've been driving the Mazda CX-5 GT. Now, we'll start with Mazda first. The CX-5 is what's the class leader in the segment, that mid-size SUV at that particular price point. Um, it's now got a new four-cylinder turbocharged engine. So they've got four engines in, in the lineup, petrol and diesel um, Didn't engines. you say in your video there's and like 11 variants? 14 variants. 14. So Just there's a huge spread, like there's the Max, the Sport, the Touring, the GT, and what the, the that Akira. Is? Uh, but it's like, like Toyota do that with the Hilux. Like there's a zillion different combinations. It's just so that they can they yeah. can have a really good conversation Pretty much. with a potential buyer about finding something to suit them. That really suits you perfectly. Um, look, I, I've always loved the CX-5. I love the look of it. It looks far more expensive than what it actually yep. is, don't yep. you think? I 100%. mean, it's... Or inside and out. It's a beautiful looking car. It's got yep. that premium interior. Uh, the driving dynamics are pretty much spot on. Like I, I just can't fault it. Now with this turbo engine, you know you've got plenty of ground. I think it's 170 kilowatts of power. So it, it's one of those cars you can have fun in. It's got an all-wheel drive system on demand, so plenty of grip there as well. USB ports everywhere you need. The only problem I have, and I've been thinking about these things recently about USBs and the various charging systems on cars is, you know, some of them don't have them in the back, which is really annoying. Yeah. This does, but it's in the armrest, so you need it's to what? you need to fold the armrest down, and it's within the armrest. So that really takes out of the equation if you want three people sitting in the back. Yeah. It's a bit annoying. It should be below the air. 
intake. I love the infotainment system on bit, Mazdas. A bit far out of reach in the, the short drive that yeah. I did. I felt it was a bit out of reach. But again, love that photo, by the way, on the website. Yeah, FTM. go to FTM.com and look at the review. It's got Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, so, you know, it ticks all the boxes for me. Plenty of space. The GT, you know, you've got 19-inch rims, a nice Bose sound system. Fuel economy is pretty good, 9.5 litres I was getting. Um, they claim 8.2. That's great. I gave it 8.5 out of 10, and, you know, it's around a 40 grand car, so it's uh, relatively expensive. Isn't it 46. Uh, what did I say? Actually, I can't remember. I should actually probably get back to right the right down price. the bottom. It said 46. Yeah, 46 thousand dollars. But yeah, by the time you get on the road, you'd be looking at about 50k. But this is just shy of the top of the range of Kira right. model. So, so my thing about this is, and and you mentioned it's a mid-size SUV, and yeah. you <coughs> criticised me for calling the Sorento mm. mid-size SUV. Mm. But I think that's the problem with yeah. small, medium, and large cars. That's so. That how's there three boxes to tick? Yeah, I know. There should be micro, yeah. there is micro, it should be small, smaller, yeah. smallish, medium, yeah. slightly medium, large. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like a, for a Sorento to be a large when yeah. you've got Prados and Land Cruisers on the yeah. road yeah. and for a CX-5, which is remarkably smaller than a Sorento, yeah. Yeah. to be even close to a similar category is weird. Yeah. The Sorento that we've got from Kia is a $44,000 car. Seven-seater. Seven-seater. Mm. Bigger thing on the road everywhere, but... Mm. Thing about it is, I don't mind the Kia interior at all. Like no, it no, is, all right. it is really nice. It's nowhere near as premium no. as the Mazda. Yeah. The Sorento we've got is actually the Australian Open Edition, which is kind of in run out now. Yeah, but yeah. it's essentially the base model yep. with side steps and fog Big, bigger wheels and things whatnot. like that. Yeah. But it's cloth trim. Yeah. Uh, but it's still got the same infotainment system. Yeah doesn't have a head-up display, but it's got all the emergency braking in yeah. it. Like, I've actually really liked driving around in essentially a base model car because mm. it makes you appreciate mm. what most people are probably go- yeah. going to afford is because they're getting into that, like, I can afford a $45,000 yeah. car. Yeah. I can't afford 50 or 60. Yeah. Like, the Kia Carnival, when we looked at it, we were looking at the Platinum and the Diesel, it was 63. I'm like, oh, there's just no way. It's huge coin. It's just crazy amount of money. Mm. $44,000 for the Sorento makes me go, oh, actually. Yeah. And you know what? I love it. I love driving it. It yeah. drives really smoothly. Drives really easily. Um, it steers well. Like there's no, there's nothing that I have a problem with other than the fact that it's a we're driving the petrol, mm. and so you've got that V six, that V six, which just feels like there's way too much power under your foot. I know mm. it's there for a purpose, but it just feels like there's way too much if you're yeah. not a good controlled driver. Yeah, you're literally getting wheel spin. And it's not all wheel drive. You've got no. a front wheel drive model, um, and it, yeah, it's pretty heavy on fuel, isn't it? I jumped yeah, it as around 14, 13 15. and a half. Yeah. Easy. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always go for the diesel when it comes to the Sorento. Sorento, I recommend the diesel, but it is a substantial car. It's huge, and you're right. I mean, you compare it to this CX-5, which is fifty grand basically. Um, but, you know, it does have things like a head-up display. Like, it's more techy. It's full yeah, of no, and Let's be clear. These but two cars shouldn't be compared no. together. Yeah. But I, what I say is, and we had this conversation, shouldn't we be looking at cars in a price bracket as opposed to a yeah. in a medium, small, etc.? Because I think you're right. in the end, yeah. it's like televisions. People say to me, oh, which TV should I buy? I go, yeah. what's, your, what's your budget? Yeah. Okay, because if you've got between three and four grand, oh, my God, have we got a conversation now? Yeah, yeah. If you've got between one and two, same deal. Mm. But the next question is then what size? So you say, what price do you – how much can you spend? Mm. What is your budget? And then how many seats do you need? It's like buying a house. Yeah. You go, what's my budget and how many bedrooms do I need? Mm. As opposed to going, okay, I need a medium car. Who yeah. does that? Yeah, true. I suppose. Yeah, well, that's right. It's how much money you've got to spend. I mean, you can get away of owning the Mazda CX-5 if you want to, but you can also get away with the Sorento. I mean, you know, 
But how many people are really transporting seven people around? Like, uh, uh, so it's really interesting because we've know, only got, got we've got three. a family of five, yeah, right? And yeah. so I said to Amanda, "Why the hell do we need a seven seater?" Yeah. She's going because you got to pick up other kid, people's kids sometimes. And there is, there's a lot of essentially, it's like barter card, yeah. you know, as a parent, you yeah. I'll pick up your kid today, yeah. and mm. and then oh, you do our ours next week and stuff like that because it's hard as a working mm. family, right? So the other day, Jacko and his mates went on the bus to go to the movies. I took the kids. We were just going to the shops. Mm. We got in the car, so there's three of us in the car. Mm. Jacko and two mates are on a bus. The bus has a crash. Oh, no. Shit, you know, unbelievable. Yeah. What about Jackson? He sends a text yeah. and he goes, "Look, look what happened." Yeah, and it's just a photo of a bus at a <laughs> bus stop. And I wrote back and went, well, "What happened? Did yeah. you did you have to change bus? Yeah. Did the bus break down?" Yeah. His mum goes, well, "Is the bus broken down?" He's going, "The bus smashed." And we went, "What are you talking what about? about? Thanks like, for breaking you to us zoom that way. in. You zoom in on the photo, yeah. you can see the yeah, bus is smashed, damage. but it looks clearly not obvious in the photo. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm in the car. Yeah. And I pull over and I'm texting, I, I ring Amanda, I say, I'm going to go and pick him up. And yeah. I text him and say, stay where you are, I'm going to come get you. Yeah. So we pull up and three boys jump yeah. in. Harry's in the way in the back, Vivi's mm. in the front, three boys mm. in the middle. So with a seven-seater, I was able to help out in that yeah. situation. Yeah. Now, no, it wasn't urgent because they could have kept walking to of the course. shops and all those things. But yeah. it is amazing how much that extra seat makes a difference. Yeah. And so the carnival mm. is a seven-seater kind of by day. Yeah. Whereas for me, the Sorrento is a five-seater by day. It's mm. a wagon. Mm. Like I see the Sorrento the as, a, new wagon. as a legitimate replacement for our Commodore wagon. Yep. But in the Commodore, I can't just go, yeah. okay, we'll throw an extra kid in. Yeah. yeah whereas right. in this, I can just go, yeah, you got that flexibility. There's an extra kid. Jump yeah. in the back, little fella. I'll take you home. We'll ring, ring your dad yeah. and I'll tell him I'll come home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the flexibility that the seven-seater allows. Yeah. You, I, I don't think a family of five buys a, buys a CX-5. No, I would because Because you can't. You you can't run the risk of needing more space. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, so yeah, I think I think price and seats are the two in that order are the yeah. two defining factors about a car. And then there's a bunch of other questions after that because obviously sports and all those things. And the next step for me is the safety kit. And I mean, all these cars now yeah. pretty much have the autonomous emergency braking. Yeah, and a lot of them have the standard adaptive um, cruise control too. We'll find a way to test that. What do you, the AEB. Uh, we can. As opposed to the way you do it, because I don't, it scares it me. It needs to be a metallic object, unfortunately. Yeah. You can't use it on a cardboard box. I'm just box. thinking, like, can we can we get some metal? Like, does alfoil work? And put no, it on, we'll we've just, got big TV boxes. We could use one of those. Yeah, okay. I'm just thinking it would be good Mate, to I'm test. telling you, it works. Just accept the fact it works. You don't want to demonstrate it. <laughs> well, let's just use two press cars. <laughs> do a demo. I don't think... I've seen... You remember the Volvo yeah. Autonomous? Was it autonomous? It was a test of braking, wasn't it? Yeah. On It was like an election campaign or something in Australia. That's right. Smashed. It, it, was, it like, was a drama. Well, hang on a minute. But I per- want to do it on the Today Show, mate. Just quickly, people often hear us talk about this sort of thing. They don't even know what we're talking yeah. about. Autonomous emergency braking is fucking fantastic. And yeah. I've had it happen... Once or twice, probably once in a BMW 3 Series. What it does is literally put up, smash the brakes on as hard as you possibly can if you don't and you're about to rear end someone. Yeah. And mate, it like cars can stop on a dime these days, such as the braking, the standard of tyres. It is just crucial technology. Yeah. And, you know, there's different layers of it. Um, some of systems can pick up pedestrians and cyclists. Pedestrians is vital, I think. You know, to, to, to be able to detect a person run out in front of you and pull up your car yeah. autonomously is great. I mean, because you know, we're all distracted in the car from time to time. Yeah. I just think it's as important as an airbag or a seatbelt. So well, that's you, you got to have That's it. why without it, you don't get a five-star rating. Well, that pretty much, yeah. You have to have it these days, yeah. you know. So great technology, and uh, it's in both the cars we've got this week and also in the Ionic as well. So, um, 
Yeah, good debate there about SUVs, Trev. Why don't you get one? I just don't have enough money. <laughs> Come on. You're loaded. All right, am I? Okay. <laughs> All right, fair enough. We'll just keep rotting them through care. Should get the security camera vision of <laughs> uh, it. Would be it wouldn't work because there was a car in the garage at the time. But mm. I came back to the office. I was I was sitting at my desk. You were leaving, mm. and I heard this rustling downstairs. And it's it's just Bowen going through a box of stuff that I brought back from the Today Show. Going, <laughs> hey, 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 Trevi. There's lots hey, of smart home is devices. Anything, is there anything down here you don't need, <laughs> mate? You're salivating for days. Yes. So I finally relented and uh, threw threw a couple of products at you, and one of them. I thought it was quite interesting because we've uh, tested or, or at least used before the Holman Smart Tap. We tried to test it. You couldn't get it linked up with your phone. I don't I think it it's I th- it's not compatible with the new iPhone. I think that's the problem. I think you're the problem. But okay. uh, I got it working at home. It yeah. was a really – it wasn't a great-looking app. It yeah. was really clunky. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't like the experience. And it's also a big, bulky, yeah. ugly thing too. So this Eve Aqua Smart Water Controller mm. is a smart tap. So imagine your side tap – Take the hose off, take the fittings off, and you you screw the eave in, mm. and then you screw the fitting and the and the hose into mm. the bottom of the eave. So you turn the tap on all the time, yep. and the eave becomes the actual it's the valve. open and shut valve. One thing I will say is that you need to go on a, and buy an adapter to fit the tap because the opening at the top of the aqua is too small to fit Australian tap sizes. So you go and buy an adapter. I've got all those. I mean, I've got adapters. Have you? Yeah. I didn't have one. Oh, well, the, I, I've got a recycling water tap, right? And that's got a reverse thread to oh. differentiate from you know, a normal tap. So I had to go and buy the purple adapter. Oh. Yeah, so I had to go get that. Anyway. Pain in the ass. So, yeah, but good point, though. It's not in the pack. So yeah, if, yeah. if you don't have the smaller adapters, yeah. you're, you're screwed. But mm. So you, you've got the water tap on, yep. and the valve in the aqua is shut mm. until via Bluetooth, or there's a press button on it, yeah. um, or via a schedule, or... Mm. Using Siri, Siri, you open the valve Via and the kit. hose turns on. Now you don't mm. want to do that when the hose is just flailing around, but yeah. plug a sprinkler in, yep. and not a bad idea. Mm. My problem here is, so I lived in Perth for two years, longest mm. decade of my life. <laughs> um, but they're very, they're a very big, <laughs> yeah, good ve- times. They're very big in Perth on reticulation. Reticulation. Like when we built a house, yeah. The one of the second questions was, "Do you want a reticulation system?" I'm yeah. like, "Hell yeah, I do." Yeah. That's you know putting in proper pipes and taps that come up and yeah. the whole little automated thing and it's all automated lawn control, right? Because right. they have water restrictions over there yeah. bigger than anywhere. But like, it's a big deal. Right. But in a, in, in Sydney, not much of that going around. It's mm. more, you know, put your, sprinkler, put your sprinkler out and mm. water the lawn. Yeah. I don't leave my sprinkler sitting out though. No. So Yeah, that's the problem. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how this tap plays a role in my life yeah. when I put a sprinkler out, and of course, then I can just turn the tap on. Yeah, I know. Uh, look, I mean, I've been playing around with it a lot. I've, my sprinkler has been sitting out the front for a whole week now. Um, but the biggest problem with this is it runs off Bluetooth, not yeah, Wi-Fi. Right. <coughs> and the Bluetooth range is very ordinary. So, you know, the whole idea is to be able to sit inside and turn your tap on. You need to be within direct line of sight almost for right. it to connect. <coughs> Excuse me. We're both struggling. Struggling today for some reason. And um, the, the Bluetooth range is just appalling. And it's an Eve product. And I've got the door uh, and window contact sensors at home, which are fine in terms of Bluetooth. Like the, if the laundry door at the back of the house opens and I'm standing in the front yard, I'll get a notification instantly. But aren't so they? I don't know why so they, they don't do Wi-Fi? No, that's not Wi-Fi at all. It's Bluetooth. 
So I don't get why there's well, Aquatap. On, if, do you have to be home? So do they connect to the? I Apple can get TV it. I'll well? get it now. If I'll get a notification now, the front so they're door they're Bluetoothing opens. to your Apple TV then. To the hub, the Apple TV Apple, hub. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if the transmitter inside is stronger than the, what's inside the Aquatap. I don't know. Um, Look, something to do with the metal around the tap or something as well. The only benefit is you can set the schedule, which then is running right. through the app, the app. So that's the way. It's just watering every second day for fifteen so, minutes. Do, how, let me. What's your watering situation at home? How often? When? when what's your lawn care arrangement? Well, mate, it's hit and miss, really. I mean, I just look at the lawn. If it looks like it's going a bit brown, I start watering it again. That, that's my problem. Like so I'm like, <clears throat> I go to Bunnings on one of those days where you don't really need anything, but you yeah, need yeah, something. Yeah. I always end up with a bag of weed and feed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I go, I'm going to do this. Mm. And then I read the instructions. Like you got to water the lawn for two days. Yeah, and, yeah, and all that I'm shit. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. up for that. But I'm more of a yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait yeah. for it to look like it needs it, yeah. and put some put the tap on. But and then I go crazy. Like I'm yeah. every day, every mm. night. It's on for an yeah. hour, and then it's off, yeah. and off you go. But again, like I I don't know anyone that's got a fixed mm. sprinkler or a tap. So I'm struggling with who's buying this product. Yeah, look, and it's $179. Um, it is a big box hanging off the end of your tap. You need to make sure your connections are secure because the tap's always on, so the slightest leak could cause you a drama um, during the course of a day. Uh, Henry found the power button on it, so I went out and started turning it on and off and on and off and on and off, <laughs> but there is a child lock I, I found out subsequently. Which is that in the app? You, you just can, you can disail, disable that, it? yeah. So, look, it's a gimmick. They need to improve the Bluetooth range for it to really... Have any purpose or functionality to be honest? Because so let's here's my functionality, yeah. but it sounds in excess for 100, 180 bucks to do this. But mm. I have left the tap on. Yeah, I'll admit it. Yeah, I've left it. I've gone. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the soaker hose on mm. and do it. And the next morning, I've gone. Wow, I've flooded the street. Yeah, I've here. done that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that to me yeah. is going okay. So like, I'm assuming. Can you set it so it just turns off every night at eight o'clock? Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, lights for example. Yeah, so absolutely. Even if it's, even if you didn't. Even if it didn't turn it on, you can it'll turn itself off. Set routines and do everything. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 no, yeah. That's really handy in that way. Um, but see, uh, where I live was the first town in Australia to have a privately owned water supply. It's called Flow System. So they send you, you your sewage goes to them just down the road, and they send it back as recycled water. So we're separate to Sydney. We've got Sydney Water and Flow Systems. So we're using recycled water. You don't need tank water. We yeah. get you say when the house is built, you don't need to get that basic rating because you know with your water tank, um, because you've already got recycled water. We can just use it all day. You pay for it. You know it's pretty expensive, uh, just like Sydney water is. So we don't have any you know guilt about watering as much as we want, as long as we can pay for it. If you know what I mean. Right. Okay. Um, flow systems now, I think, have made their way into other developments up the north coast, but uh, that's what I've got it plugged into, and. Um, I just water to my heart's content. To be so honest, so you're watering with piss. I'm watering with shit and poo. The poo, sorry, which is the same thing. Shit and piss. That's what I am. <laughs> you know what? It says Does Henry know that. There's a warning sign on it that says it's not drinkable. Or what do they call it? It's not portable water. You're like, it's mate. I filled up a glass with this stuff and then held it up to a glass of Sydney water. It's crystal clear. Like it's going through so many filtration processes. I've got no doubt in my mind that you can drink it. Because they wouldn't let it, surely. Like, I worry about yeah. like kids running through the sprinkler and, you know, nah, just... not a problem. It's just, it's just no issue. And to be honest, I think Goulburn, uh, they send some recycled water. They, they mix it with the, the Sydney water. Right. And so it happens everywhere. Overseas, plenty of places are drinking recycled sewage. Um, it's perfectly safe. The government just hasn't, you know, got the guts to say, yeah, go ahead and drink your own shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we wash our clothes in it. So, you use it in your toilet, 
you you use it in your washing machine and you use it for watering outside. It's great. Good on your flow systems. Just cost me eighty bucks every month. That's all. Jesus. My wife rang me this morning. Said I got a story for you. Yeah, I went. Leave me alone, because um, I haven't seen too many good stories. No, no, I have really. She's very good at spotting stories for EFTM. Yeah, and it was. Um, what a, happened? A, a drone was used. Yeah, to deliver a kidney for transplant right. in the USA. Uh, University of Massachusetts, no Maryland. University of Maryland. Mm. So. A bloke working at the university or in the transport of organs, mm. sitting around going, how annoying is the fact that you, you know, someone donates an organ either through the giving of their own life uh, through tragic or unfortunate circumstances yeah. or um, voluntarily in the, in the case of a kidney in some, mm. some cases. Mm. Um, and we put it in a car mm. and they drive to the hospital and they get stuck in traffic mm. and that can either render the organ useless or mm. it can actually change the success and fail rate mm. of, the, of the transplant. Well, often they get a police escort. This used to happen in... On the radio all the time, like yeah. you'd hear about a police escort, you know, totally an organ escort. Yeah. Um, so this guy's gone well, and, and I'm my first thought was, well, why didn't she use a chopper? Yeah. But the cost of putting a chopper up, of course, is yeah. just yeah. intense. Yeah. So they've used a drone. So yeah. they've created a drone with all the redundancies in place, mm. and they've tested it officially with an actual dr- uh, actual organ for transplant. Uh, and it happened, uh, you know, in the last few days. Mm. It's epic. Like, and the thing this made me think about was not you know, how great's that and well done, but this is. This is where we should be talking about drones. Hmm. Like drones for Guzmani Gomez, drones for bloody Domino's, drones yeah, for Amazon. Or for flying people around with Uber. Like, you like, know, please. Let's just take a yeah, chill. Yeah. Think about this. Now, okay, so you're right. You could use police escort. Yes, you could use um, uh, a helicopter. Yeah. But now think about remote areas. Think about if you could get, you know, the flight time of these things up to 20 minutes or an hour. Because yeah. obviously this is just a five-kilometer flight. Yeah. Um, think that just for transplants. Mm. Now think about medical supplies. Mm. You know, someone's having some sort of episode somewhere yeah, yeah. in the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> Straight there. And mm. uh, remote re- regional areas, also third world countries yep. where helicopters are not prolific. Mm. Um, disaster zones, you know, there's been an earthquake or some mm. other issue. Mm. You know, you bring in a fleet of drones to then take out mm. supplies like, you know, m- urgent medical supplies. Mm. This is the kind of stuff we want to be talking about with Absolutely. Drones. Look, there's no doubt that we're going to see more and more drones in the sky, but... I just worry about how cluttered the sky is going to become in that sort of, you know, zero to 100 metre space. I mean, they're going to have to have designated pathways, aren't they, for, for yeah, drones, I think like highways in the sky I think almost. that's what Cass is working on. Yeah. So the, and I've said this a million times before, I know, but the CEO of Domino said to me, the, the airspace between 50 and yeah. 150 metres yeah, yeah. is the, the most peaceful place on earth mm. because the only thing that's there is birds. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not many of them in the general scheme of things. Yeah. So once you get your drone straight up in the air at 50 or 120 mm. metres or something and fly, even if there was hundreds of drones, mate, think about planes. Look at the mm. flight radar and the number of planes around. You think, oh, too many planes. Nah. Yeah. No, of course. They're sweet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you'd have a, you'd have a flight path, yeah. essentially. Like in my local community Facebook yeah. group, yeah. they're always whinging about choppers. Mm. There's a chopper in the air. Someone's going to chop her up. Yeah. Last night, my wife hates me engaging in those things, but last <laughs> night I'm cooking a Barbie chopper. Yeah. Took a photo and went, I don't know if anyone's ever mentioned this, but yeah. there's a chopper above the area. <laughs> what was I it put doing? it on the Facebook. Because often they're doing aerial who surveys of the power lines and stuff. It was just an stuff. R44. It was just someone taking a joy flight for all I care. Who cares? Exactly. But yeah. I just put it up as a piss take because yeah. everyone's going, it was 
Comments are either fifty percent taking the piss as well, yeah. or fifty percent going, "Oh, I wish we weren't. I wish it wasn't happening." You're in the flight path. Yeah. This area is yeah. basically a flight path from yeah. Bankstown mm. to the north. Yeah. Because they don't go into the city; no, they come right. directly yeah. up on an angle. Very carefully People monitored. Complain about those things, yeah. but I don't think drones are because once they get to about a hundred meters, you yeah. can't hear the bloody things either. No, exactly. Yeah. They're actually quite yeah. hard to see yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah, I think there'll be flight paths yeah. uh, created, but. In reality, I'm I'm not really convinced yet that we're going to get to the point where my local Domino's is going to be delivering via drone. Because mm. they've got electric bikes. The kids are just riding yeah, out here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. there has to be an economy of scales that says, well, we've still got to pay the wages of those kids yeah. and all that. And there is time, so yeah. maybe it is faster and ceaper. But, yeah. you know, I just, I'm not yet seeing that drone delivery thing in reality. No. I know there's a lot of tests going on and all that kind of stuff, but this this to me is more exciting. The idea that... You know, you could you could deploy a team mm. to Indonesia when there's a tsunami or yep. something, and go right. We've got ten mm. drones, we've got ten kits of antibiotics mm. or whatever, mm. and we know there's medical professionals mm. in these areas. Zoop, go mm. there, and off they go, and Just they bloody the land. Gear in. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, like I, I think the commercial uses for drones are only going to expand. There's no doubt about it. But uh, I'm still not a fan of them. At all? No. I just don't like the idea of them. Like, kids in our street have got them, and they're flying around everywhere. They're going over houses, which you, you can't do. Yeah. I just I, I just don't like... They're intrusive. I don't like them being above me. Well, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be, I know. Those but who's controlling it? I mean, who do you ring? Like, what do you do? Like, well, if it's ha- if that was happening in my street... What would, every you, what would single, you do, you Every nah. single day. I, <laughs> You'd I, ring Casa. If I... No, no. <laughs> If I could, <laughs> particularly if it's near a navy base, <laughs> if if, uh, if, uh, if there was yeah, if there long was, story, if it was identifiable, yeah. I, I would go and speak to them. Yeah. Like, so a couple of years ago, so down uh, off Pennant Hills Road, mm. there's a street that we got friends that live down. Yeah. And on New Year's Eve, we go to their house, yeah. and then we walk up the top of the street, Pennant Hills Road. You can see the city. Mm. So we're going up there, and there's new apartments, and there's mm. a bike flies a drone off mm. the thing. Yeah, and he's down on the street, and I he's he's just starting to bring it down, and I yeah. walk past him and say, "Listen, mate, yeah. everything you're doing right now is illegal. <laughs> Drop off. Like you can't fly at night, you can't fly near people. Yeah. Go and read the rules." And I just walked away. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to tell these people. Yeah. Sometimes they just need to be told that. It's yeah. simple. It's it's honestly. I know you're right. You need to be up so front with them. So the kids' parents yeah. Yeah. just need to be told. Listen. Yeah. It's great that your kids are having yeah. fun. I don't actually mind it up yeah. and down the street. But you're not meant to fly over yeah. people's houses, and yeah. that's just not See, on. Around Christmas time, I know we're harping on a bit, but around Christmas time on our local Facebook page, every neighbourhood's got one of those now, you get a message from some kid's parents saying, have you seen this white drone? You know, young <laughs> young Jimmy's been flying it. Keep a lookout for it in your backyard. Well, no. Mate, mate young Jimmy's been crashing it. Clearly. I know. Exactly. <laughs> Take control of your drones. They've almost taken over from lost dog announcements. It's now all about bloody lost drones. It's driving me mad out of pit town. But anyway... Breathe. That's my rent for okay, today. Everyone just breathe. I love my coffee. You don't. Um, you're into no. your Coca-Cola for when you want a caffeine hit. And I'm not sure you're actually doing it for a caffeine hit, are you? You oh, just do well, it for I don't, the taste. Yeah, I'm doing it for the taste. You like the taste of it. I'm sure, but maybe there is something about the caffeine that's... Oh, that? you are no doubt there's some sort of biological process happening in your brain that's seen you become addicted to a terrible oh, product. Certainly a biological process. Yeah, exactly. Now, look, uh, I I didn't grow up as a, a coffee person. My dad always drank, like, you know, the real cheap stuff, International Race and um, 
uh, all those sorts of brand Nescafe, Blend Forty Three. That's all there was. Yeah. yeah. So there was a big culture shift, and coffee became really big in Australia. And it's probably one of the, in terms of coffee, one of the best places in the world to get a decent coffee. Yeah. So I, I went down the Nespresso path uh, after trying things like you know Breville machines, where you've mm-hmm. got to ground it yourself and tamper the coffee. Anyway, this great company that we've dealt with in the past, Eura. Yep. J U R A. Now. They are a fairly high-end um, coffee machine maker, and they really focus on automatic automatic um, coffee machines. And I've been reviewing over the last month or so their latest E8 machine. It's um, it's pretty incredible, Trev. I mean, it takes up a lot of space. It's uh, this black piano-coloured machine. You can make two espressos at once. It's also got a milk frother connected to it and a water tank. It's got a colour screen. It's got 15 different types of coffees you can make by just hitting a button. The What's your go-to? My, in terms of what? What, what, which button are you pushing? Well, I, I usually just go for an espresso. So a one-shot espresso is all I need in the morning. If I want to make a cappuccino... This machine does it perfectly. You connect a milk container to the side of it. There's a little tube that goes into the side, and it's got a fine milk frother, and it literally creates almost, almost the the sort of standard cappuccino you get at a great barista. barista. Almost, I say, not quite as good. What, 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 mate? As a non-coffee person, mm. I don't understand what what is different. It's still coffee and a froth milk and. Like, how's it different? Well, it's different because all you need to do... Because it doesn't make the little pattern on the top? Exactly. That's right. You don't get the pattern on on top. The taste to me is the same. I mean, you... you, Hang on. You're not doing doing it manually. You know, it's an art form. Uh, Being a barista is is a profession. You said that. It tastes the same, but, you know, I don't know. It's the background story to how the coffee's made, you know. The professional making it for you. But look, this is simple. You simply pour a bag of beans into the top of this device. You can even use ground coffee, hit the button and away it goes. It's got all this crazy technology in it, pulse extraction process, which, you know, forces the water through the coffee beans at the correct rate to give you the aroma and the, the proper creme on top of the, the coffee. Um, it's a very expensive machine, $2,000. Um, How much have you got to love coffee to spend two grand on a... Mate, they've got a four-gram machine called the Z6, I think, um, which has got artificial intelligence in it. They're going to send us for review, so I'll have that in a couple of months. Uh, look, when you think of coffee, you don't think of the quality of the water as well. It's also got a water purification system on board, so it makes sure that the water is absolutely perfect for, for your brew. And also that helps keep the coffee machine clean. So who gets a Eura over a Nespresso pod machine? Is it someone that really does? Is there is it a taste thing? Because Nespresso has all the different It's a taste flavors. and it's a convenience thing, really. I mean... Nespresso is good. They they offer a range of flavors, but to be honest, it's sort of mid-range. You can buy a really expensive bag of coffee um, beans, which I've been doing. Illy, for example, costs about $16 or $17 for a kilo of coffee beans, and it's a, a beautiful coffee. There's no doubt about it. A beautiful coffee. But I don't want to go through this messy process of having a grinder, having a separate grinder, and having it what they call tampering it, which is when you push it down, you know, it's got to be a certain consistency before the water runs through it. I just want to hit a button and make it all happen. And that's so what this, this sort of machine that? does. It does everything. Oh, it even okay. self-cleans itself. I was going to say, what about the cleaning? It cleans I can remember itself. a decade or two yep. ago, a coffee machine coming into our office. Yeah. And it didn't last long because no one would clean it. No one would clean it. Well, it, it basically cleans itself. You will need to manually empty the drip tray at some point. And obviously, the coffee ground tray needs to, to go after a day. But it reminds you to do that. So that's the only thing you do. Um, 
the, the milk frother itself can become clogged from time to time, but again, the machine will realise that and blast it out with a bit of steam. It's an amazing device. It's got a nice little, as you, what they call them, TFT colour screen on the front. It's a beautiful looking thing. It takes up a, you need a fairly large bench space to accommodate it. But yeah, look. What did GC think? She loved it. She's absolutely addicted to it. Right. Like we're just having coffees all day. I'm having coffees at 8.30 at night just for the point of it, like just because we've got one. Uh, sadly, it has to go back. No, but so basically she's experiencing a better it's yeah, a better experience than, it is. than the pods. Absolutely. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I guess yeah. that would be a good thing when people come around too. Oh, yeah, they love it. Yeah, it's yeah, a real yeah. novelty. So, look, um, $2,000. There's no way you'd ever get me spending that sort of money on a coffee machine. But if you want cafe standard coffee without all the hassle, the E8 may be worth looking at. I mean, just go to Euro. I mean, it's not a widely known brand in Australia, I'd no, suggest, no, yeah. at this point, but they do make high-end coffee machines and they do it particularly well. All right, full details at EFTM.com. We talked about your uh, lawn maintenance routine earlier. Did. Let's talk about lawns again. Uh, I spent six weeks before I reviewed that phone, mm. the Huawei P30 Pro. Uh, I spent 12 months... Uh, before I reviewed the Ryobi electric that's This is the longest period I've ever seen of, uh, in terms of having a product before you've reviewed it. A solid year. Talk about a long-termer. Well, I think it's important. Yeah. I really do. Okay. Because, you know, you've got to experience it through the highs and lows of the lawn season. Sure. And this this came about because I did a segment, in fact, on the mm. Today Show about lawn equipment. Didn't It was a very... Uh, controversial segment because we had chainsaws. Yes, anyway, I noticed. Um, or the Ryobi guy said to me afterwards, he said, feel free to review them. Hold yeah. on. So I did. Yes. So I had a, I've got a lawnmower. Yeah. Uh, I've got a, a line trimmer, edger, you know, whipper snipper. Uh, I bought a, a blower vac from mm. Bunnings at 100 bucks. Yep. With the same battery same system battery, as, the, yeah. as the trimmer. So a Ryobi battery. Yeah, yep, yeah, Ryobi yeah, battery. Yeah. And then and I've also got a chainsaw. I've actually got two if you need yeah. one. Um, <laughs> what do you need a chainsaw for? I know. I did use it. What on? Oh, because oh, you think I've been trees at the front. There was a tree uh, at the back that yeah. just half died, so I just chopped yeah, it right. down. It's good. Um, <laughs> very <laughs> small one. <laughs> very small one. Yeah. Anyway, so first and foremost, they're not all the same battery. Yeah. The mower, yeah. ha- and I haven't got the details in front of me, so it's yeah. all at EFTM.com, but the yeah. mower is like a 36-volt battery. It's this yeah. big bastard of a thing yeah. that you charge separately in its own thing. 36 volt, that's pretty big. Like yeah. it's a big yeah. it's a big battery. Yeah. Whereas all the other things, the I've got I bought a drill on the weekend for the office, mm. uh the the blower, the line trimmer, mm. the chainsaws, all yep. use the one plus battery system. So it's yep. a fantastic system. Yep. I can imagine maybe not tradies, I don't know what grade Ryobi yeah. is, but I can imagine having and maybe I should talk to the people at Ryobi about mm. this, uh, like a, a, a wall you know, <laughs> that, has, that has like charges for all the batteries. Oh, right, okay. You've got multiple batteries. Yeah. You've only got a few, but like you've got all the, all the kits. Yeah. You know, all, yeah. all, all the kits. Anyway, yeah. the the mower blew my mind. Yeah. Okay, I've got a Husqvarna yeah. 18 or 19 inch petrol bloody mm. mower. It's a big bastard mm. of a thing. Mm. It goes like the clappers. Yeah. No dramas at all. I have it serviced now and then. Yeah. Um, but it's had it's it's had its ups and downs. Like yeah. the the wheels have come off at the front. The spin it's been a pull start. Yeah, yeah. Proper traditional good old mower. Hate that. This bloody Ryobi yeah. is small, plastic. Yep. Feels flimsy. Mm. Take it out in the, the thing. You press one button with your thumb. You squeeze the triggers uh, with your other hand, and it starts. Right. Like a like a vacuum. Yeah. It's quiet vacuum. Yeah. Even the neighbour said to me, "What are you doing?" I went, <laughs> "It's electric. <laughs> it's electric." And mate, it. Cut the grass better than the husky. 
I'm not shitting you, mate. It was better. Now, I to be clear, I'm a I'm a regular mower yeah. and a mulcher. Mm. I don't go catch it mainly because I'm oh, lazy. Oh, you mulch. Yeah, I'm lazy. I don't want to take the catcher off and empty it out. I mulch. Is it specifically a mulcher though, or you're, no, no, no? Yeah, you can. It's got a catcher. Yeah, right. Okay. But here's my biggest negative: is you have got to have a screwdriver to undo the the attachment to to oh. the mulching attachment yeah. to then be able to put the, oh, okay, the catcher right. on. Yeah, yeah, right. So on my Husqvarna, I yeah. can just pull this thing yeah. out the back and throw the catcher on. Sure. It's a pretty easy thing. So I've had this thing on 100% mulch. Yep. And it's just, man, it flies. Yeah. Like, it's it's weird because it's this plasticky thing and that's mm. my biggest negative, mm. but it absolutely smashes yeah. the lawn. And I've got a big uh, eucalyptus tree out the front of my yeah. joint Branches, no, drops sorry, all the crap, bark, mm. leaves, everything. Mm. I just go straight over, over it, it, and it just goes. How it long? is unbelievable. How much juice would you get out of it? How long would it go for you? Reckon? Um, I would say about an hour and ten. Yeah. Um, because my place is about a two and a half hour, yeah. three hour mow, and I have to stop in the middle. Two and a half, really? Yeah. Fair dinkum. It's like four different. I suppose oh, you do, like a yeah. Mansion, but yeah. I've just got a really awkwardly shaped backyard, yeah, yeah. A, a pretty standard side yard, mm. and then my driveway is a U shape. Yeah. Fuck, it sounds like a mansion, doesn't it? It does. It's sound really like a not. How trust big's me. your block? Bigish. I don't know. Eight hundred. I don't know. I don't know. Mine is anyway. So and there's yeah. sections of lawn, yeah. right? So I, what I do is I do two sections, yeah. and then the other two I need to, I, I charge yeah. and do another one, um, and in between I do the whippersnippering. Mm. So I don't really have a problem. Mm. Uh, have lunch here, do the whippersnapper, and you come back sure. and you finish it off. Or you just get another battery if yeah. you're that desperate. Yeah. It's like a four ninety nine, five ninety nine mower, mm. which is still relatively cheap for a mower. It's not a bad price. Yeah. But in a store, you'd walk in and you'd go, no way I'm buying that because nah. it's plasticky. Yep. I don't like it. Whereas there's a big, chunky mm. metal mower over here. It feels weighty. Mm. I'm telling you, do not let that put you off. Right. It's exceptional. How would it really handle? Well. cuts really close to the edge as well. You know, you go along the edge, it's... Yeah. It's actually cutting really close to the oh, edge really? of the Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. That's good. How oh, would it handle, way. you know, you've let it go for a bit too long? Boom. I'm going to answer that for you right now. Yeah. Badly. Badly. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to pull it up to five. Okay, right. And, and then maybe go over it again. And and probably not mulch. Yeah. And you're going to have to go over it again. Okay. So, I yeah. won't lie, in the yeah. last 12 months, I had to air tasker. Right. Uh, two months ago, <laughs> I got an air tasker to come yeah. in and just... Yeah, okay. Because I'd been away. Yeah. Like we had, we had Barcelona... Mm. There's a lot of lot of yeah. things going on. Shit going I just didn't get to the lawns. Yeah, it, it was not yeah. my priority. I had someone else come around and cut your grass. So, yeah. yeah, so to speak. And he was a he was a Neville, so yeah. It, yeah. there was no no oh, real cutting. A Neville. There was no real cutting grass issues yeah. there. Is what I'm getting at. Um, but once that happened, you know, I was just back to, back into it. So if I hadn't have lost the the mojo, it would have been would have been perfect. Would you feel confident? Like sometimes I want to mow in the morning because I don't have time in the afternoon. But there's a bit of morning juice still, particularly no drama. in winter. In wet, you have wet conditions, no drama. The only problem is because I mulch, you yeah. end up with a different. See, yeah. that's when I, that's why I don't yeah. do it in the morning because mm. mulching is fine in the daytime because it, yeah. it spreads. But yeah. uh, a wet lawn, when it's wet you mulch, get yeah. those you get that clumps line together. of clumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't so like that. The line trimmer yeah. did certainly not as powerful. Mm. I've got a Husqvarna. I bought the Husqvarna in mm. the, by the way, but of the the line trimmer didn't feel as powerful, yeah. but. It actually is. Like, yeah. it does everything it needed to do. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't mm. sound, and, and it kind of doesn't feel like it's yeah. clipping as powerfully. But it did everything yeah. I needed to do. But the someone's got to come up with the perfect system for putting line on the line trimmers. Yeah. It's my fucking biggest bugbear. I have to re-thread it. it. Yeah. you got to re-thread uh, it. you got to put it through the hole. It's stupid. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a trick that works. You know how the, the line breaks. <clears throat> you should soak the actual line. Like, take the thing off. Soak it in water. So the next time you use it, it gives it more flexibility I guess and it doesn't break as easy it's not as brittle that's what my father-in-law oh, taught breaks. me you know how the line breaks all the time on the line trimmer it's meant to break it on the, cuts, that's the whole point 
the whipper snipper line. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you know when it snaps and then it goes inside, then you've got to rethread the never whole had thing. That. Mate, if you soak it in, what do you mean? Never had that happen. Well, why do you think they give you like four meters of, of line trim? No, but you just you, you pump it out. You bring a bit more out. No, but sometimes it snaps off and I've never had it, it snap goes, off and go in. Well, that, that happens to me all the time. Wow. So I soak it in water and it's what not as brittle. What line trim have you got? It's a Ryobi, petrol powered. That's just weird. Can I say, well, I actually had a Ryobi um, electric mower, but it was um, it was uh, had a cord. Isn't that the world's most dangerous product? Oh, you know what? Remember our old house Fuck around me. the corner? We had that yeah. backyard smaller than this lounge. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, I had electric with a cord there too. And yeah, it's like, fuck. Because oh. you do tend to walk backwards, backwards sometimes. Backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. It's so easy. I mean, hopefully the, the circuit breaker would circuit go breaker, off. Yeah, you know, rely on it. But Jesus Christ, I came close look, a couple of times. I've put, put the details up at EFGM.com. Yeah. I've got to be honest, I'm converted. Okay. I'm fully electric. Fully electric. Like, I'm, I'm going to get rid of the Husqvarna now. And then you're going to get an Ionic. Wow. And your mower and your blower. I probably should get solar panels. Yeah, and a Tesla battery. Just go the whole lot. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Now, I can't talk about this until later next week, but I went oh. to a launch yesterday oh. with BMW over the last couple of days down in Melbourne where we drove somewhere in the new 8 Series and the new Z4. Now, the Z4 is a convertible, um, and just coincidentally, this week's um, EFTM car is a Mazda MX-5, which is a convertible. Right. Yep. I drove to work today with the roof off. I'm not a big convertible fan. I don't like people looking down on me. I feel a little bit insecure. I have to well, wear a truck hat. Truck drivers looking in India. Yeah, particularly in a car. It's a very small car. Yeah. Trucky, truckies looking down. I feel like I can't play the music that I want to play because they might think I'm sort of some sort of hairdresser of a particular persuasion. But anyway. We just can't say that, is it? My right? trip, thankfully, to work is mainly through bushland, and it's only until I get to Hornsby. So you're happy being a... Yeah. Uh, I was listening to Kylie Minogue, <laughs> Robbie Williams, everything. I was spinning around on and on like this, all that. Vanessa Amorossi even got a run. It's a bit of a concern, isn't it? It's my music choice. But look, I think driving to work in a convertible weekdays says a lot about a person. I think it should be barred. There was a program director at a radio station I used to work for who would drive to work in the dark with the roof off. That is... That just makes no sense to me. Who was that? David Kidd. Oh, I thought Ian Walker. He had a, remember Ian, he, no, he he had a BMW convertible. I don't know. David Kidd, series. let me just say, yeah. he's no hairdresser. No, he's no hairdresser. He's not. He's a, he's a, yeah, he's a man's man. Mr. David Kidd, if you're listening. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Mr. <laughs> Good man. Maybe in touch soon. Um, <laughs> but look. No, I think Convertible right. says a lot about people, don't you, don't you think? Like, oh, mate, it's I a weekend activity, dropping the roof and with your wife. I saw a beautiful old car. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Let's just call it an old Rolls, but it had yeah. a soft top. Yeah. And driving in the M2 yeah. like two days ago, mm. and the top was down. Respect. Yeah. Like classic Total old respect. car. Old, old yeah. elderly gentleman. Get it off. And his wife, yep. just beautiful. Go Love it. Well done. Yeah. But mate, if you're driving down the a, M2, a anything past 1980 yeah. uh, convertible yeah. with the top down on your way to work, mm. you you are showing off. Yep, you are an outrage. Yeah. and I hope it pisses down rain. Yeah, and that's another thing. The BMW 8 series. Like, I suppose I can tell you this: it's unbelievable. It's also a convertible. It's a coupe and a convertible. It, it, it is like a Bentley Continental. It's a it's a fucking 4.4 liter V8. Just unbelievable. Um, you take the roof off. You can take the roof off up to fifty kilometres an hour. Now it was a bit cold in Victoria. The armrest was heated. 
The centre console armrest was heated. It has this thing called an air collar, which blows hot air on your neck. The steering wheel was Mate, heated. You're being a wanker. The seat Leave was the BMW heated. The next week. I mean, how good's what, that? What you meant to tell us was that you could put the thing, the roof up at 50k's an 50 hour. 50k's an hour. Really Mate, I tried it. It'll be in the video review you'll see next week. But uh, the Mazda CX-5 could only see, uh, MX-5 could only do it up to 10 kilometres an hour. So uh, that's a little bit Mate, annoying. I think anyone that puts the roof up and down anywhere other than their own driveway yep. is a wanker. You know what, also? I'm not a fan of the canvas. Oregon's got to be a hard top. But they're going the way of canvas because it makes the car a lot lighter as opposed to having a hard top. Because um, convertibles are, are heavy because there's a lot more... Of the mechanisms. The mechanisms and also the reinforcement Rigid, that yeah. is needed to make it not flexible. Um, but anyway, look, uh, if you're commuting mate, to work in a convertible, say, you're a wanker. I just would never own a, own a convertible. No. Look, despite the anti-roll bars that pop up at the rear, I'm, if you roll a convertible, I reckon you're in a lot of you're a world of pain. I'm sorry, it's just not safe to roll a convertible because the in, the roll bars now pop up like an airbag; they explode. Do you, often, do you often think about rolling cars? Yes, the way I drive. Yes, yeah, because your hands are going to no doubt go out the roof. I mean, it's not going to be a good scenario if you roll a convertible. I'm afraid. I don't think rolling anything's going to be a good scenario. No, but yeah, but if you're going to roll, just don't roll in a convertible. Okay. If you're going to buy a car, don't buy a convertible. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. Why would you buy one? I don't... Yeah, this is a good point. Yeah. Unless you are a regular... Like... Because that roof's going to leak eventually. I'll be honest. And it's going to age I and I can't fade. imagine my wife and I ever getting in the car and going... Even when the kids have left home going, let's just go for a drive. But you had the... point ever happen. You had the Barina Cap... Yeah, mate, was that? that was her car. That was her car. The Did Barina she ever drive it with the roof down? Yeah. Which was manual, of manual. course. Manual. Yeah. I took it down. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you would have looked like a serious tosser getting around that thing. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Anyway, well, I'm well, going to drive home. If it's not raining, I'm going to drive home this afternoon with the roof off I again. I thought you were going to take the Ionic. What? And leave the MX-5 for me. Have a look at You're going to Young. Oh. oh, I'll do what you want. I don't care. We've got several cars. <laughs> it's we'll good. Discuss it after this. We actually sell like tossers ourselves now. Here we are. <laughs> Oh, dog. Um, <clears throat> John Abu, by the way, will be back sometime in the future. It's just been a timing issue. Um, he's been unavailable. I know you're all missing him. I'm missing him. He works in the daytime. He we, works we, in the we, daytime. We work in the daytime too. Yeah, we do too. Well, um, before we sign off, um, I just want to acknowledge that uh, you realise it's, I'm uh, thinking now, 15 years since Chippy died today. Oh, what's the date? 3rd of May. Jesus, it is too. So that was Great. A, Peter Fralingos. That so was on worked, a Monday. We worked with uh, in great detail back at 2GB on the yeah. continuous call team. Uh, wow. Died on this day. 50, is it 15 days? Never forget 15 the day. years? Uh, yeah, it 2004. Would be. Yeah. yeah, it would be. I was at Craig Gabriel's house I was uh, a, fixing his computer when I got the call. I was in my bedroom at home. 21 Brady's Gully Road, North Cost, when I found out. What a great man. Great man. Yeah. It's Love good to see bits. they've renamed the, uh, well, not renamed, but continued continue his legacy the name, uh, at, at Bankwest Stadium. Stadium, the Peter Fralingos Media Centre. Exactly. Yeah, Good now Chippy, man. he was a very, very funny Good man. Times. Didn't he love his cars? He loved his little Mercedes-Benz you know C-Class. I'll end yeah. saying this. Yeah. I, I reckon I reckon Chippy would fucking love what we do right now. He would. He'd be wrapped. You know, he'd be going, this whole thing's a jab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just a website with an office. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he'd say. Oh, you're kidding. No one listens he'd, to this shit. And then he'd be like, can you get me a Mercedes? <laughs> oh, that's the rorts. Yeah, exactly. Oh, by the way, and he'd give you that look. He'd tilt his head. Yeah, well, listen, yeah. that one. Yeah, listen, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Good man. Good man, Chippy. We'll be back next week on the EFTM podcast. <laughs>